in pursuit of exploring creative outlets and perspective. Join me on this journey. Wait, what was I saying? Ah, who cares? This is Dandemonium Podcast. Welcome to the 35th episode of the Dandemonium Podcast. First off, I feel like the word episode, anytime I say it or write it, I feel like it has a negative connotation to it. Like, oh, there goes Dan, he's he's having another episode. Aside from that, this is take number three. I wasn't happy with the previous recordings, I had to scrap that shit. So we'll see how this one goes. And I really think that uh, I have a splendid episode for you. Just splendid. You guys ever see the haunting of Bly Manor? There's that little girl, and that's what she says. She just repeats that. It's splendid. Just splendid. I'm going to punch that creepy little girl right in her face. And speaking of gripes, while I'm on a gripe, I'm going to gripe again. And this is about energy drinks and energy supplements. I've been trying to get a little extra edge. I haven't been drinking, so I I wanted a little pick-me-up, right? And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to drink an extra cup of coffee. And I must be immune almost to caffeine because it doesn't really affect me. I can have an extra cup of coffee. Doesn't affect me. And then I figure, well, maybe I'll try and kick it up a notch and buy some Red Bull, right? That gives you wings. So I go to the store, make a purchase, And I do have to say that Red Bull does have some good flavors out there now. But I got two flavored Red Bulls. I drank both those Red Bulls. No wings. No wings. Nowhere to be found. And then I figure, okay, well, there's tons of different energy drinks out there. It's like a craft beer. There's about 24 of them per brand. 24 different brands. We got three different coolers stocked. That Thornton's over by me. So I figure, okay, I'm going to try a different energy drink. We'll see if that does anything. I got these called adrenaline shock, and I didn't want to shock my system. I didn't want to put myself in shock. So I figure I'm just going to try one. I tried one. Then a little bit later, I had the other one. And I'm like, nothing. I got a buddy that's like, hey, I drink that same one, but this flavor, I drink two of them. Maybe try give that a shot. So I do that. I drink one after the other. These are 16 ounces, I think. I'm drinking 32 freaking ounces of energy drink and nothing. I feel like the only thing that I got was a caffeine hangover. The next day, my stomach was a little irritated. Like, what the fuck? So I take it one step further, and I remember the little five-hour energies. I remember before it used to have an effect on me. I figure, okay, I'll try those. So I go back to the store. This isn't all in one day. This is several days, (laughs) mind you. So I go to the store, go to the aisle where the five-hour energy is, right on the end cap, nice and convenient. And they have these ones marked extra. Figure, whoa, extra. Now I'm liking this, right? You don't have to drink a whole bunch. It's a little bottle. Five-hour energy is good. To have that little extra, why the fuck not? So I buy two little extra five-hour energies, and this is today. The only thing that I could say, I had one, maybe two o'clock. Right now it's approaching six o'clock, a few minutes to six. And I just had the second one maybe an hour ago. 
And I have to say, I'm quite disappointed. Maybe I have a little bit extra energy, but for the most part, I'm not really feeling too much. So I think all these things, not only are they bad for you, they got so many different chemicals, so many different things that you can't even pronounce, especially the freaking energy drinks in the cans. Bang, Monster, Adrenaline Shock, Red Bull Skis. So that's my gripe. I think I'm going to go back to coffee. It's going to be better for me. Some studies are going to show that it's good for you. Some studies are going to show that it's not good for you. You got to, whatever. If you enjoy it, drink it. And I've heard it does have some benefits. So I'm going to go back to just coffee. I'm going to drink a pot of it every day and we'll see how that works. And I am just a little disappointed right now because this is literally the third time that I'm trying to record this episode. I had such a fun time writing it. I was laughing my ass off. Holy moly, guacamole. I don't think I've laughed that hard and I can't remember how long. And I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that there are jokes that I'm writing. I'm sitting in front of the computer, literally almost tears falling out of my eyes. It was so fucking fun. And now I'm a little frustrated because I go to the computer. I got stuff written down. I got a whole story. I got a whole bit lined up, ready to go. And I'm just, uh, I need more practice at the delivery. So uh, it's, it's like one of the most important parts of the podcast. So I figure I'm going to just record it and re-record it and record it and record it and record it until I'm happy with it. And I say, this is good. Boom. Make it happen. Go to print. So they say third time's a charm. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about it. I am maybe feeling a little bit of something off that supposed extra five-hour energy. And the only other thing I would have to say that, you know, I'm not so happy about is that this channel has gotten minimal views and I've only had uh, one extra subscription since the previous episode, which is okay. I know that it takes time, but where's my cult? You know, just subscribe to the page, subscribe to the YouTube channel all together. You know, we can get a nice little place in Waco, Texas. Nice little property, some acreage in the middle of nowhere, nice desert. Start a nice little colony of self-sufficient people. You know, everybody taking care of each other. We can call it the Branch Dandemonians. So to all and anybody that hits subscribe, you will get a free pass. And you might ask yourself, what is this free pass? Well, I'm going to tell you. It's opening your eyes to a new way of life where you free yourself of ego materialism, pain, and suffering. And you replace that with compassion, self-awareness, freedom, and unity. That'll be in my commercial. So if it sounds good to you, check it out. The Branch Dandemonians, where we can pray our sins away in search of acceptance from our higher beings. And then when they are ready, when we are ready, we will drink from the bowl of the punch of fruit and await our Savior's descent, living free and naked amongst the Waco desert land. So hit subscribe and get your free pass today. All I need is like one celebrity. We'll say like Arnold Schwarzenegger because all I want him to say is like, come on down, what are you waiting for? Do it now. That would be the closing of the commercial. And I was seriously kidding and speculating in the beginning, but I really feel like this is a good idea. This is this sounds like a good fucking time. I did have to do a little bit of research, so I went on GoDaddy.com. And like I normally do, when I have brilliant ideas, I go to search to see if the website's available. So I searched the branch dandemonians.com, and wouldn't you know, it's for sale. We have a very specific domain right here for sale for $12 for the year, the whole year, $12. That's $1 a month. 
and then maybe $15 per month for the website and the hosting. So with everything, the domain, the website, the hosting for one year, taxes, fees, products, and everything, you're talking about $192 out the door. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is for under $200, I can create some worldwide exposure of this new and fascinating way of life. Some people might call it a cult. I don't know. I disagree with that, but hey, to each his own. And no one has ever come up with this idea before. What have I been doing all my life? And I can see right now just how it's going to play out. And it's all going to be fine. And furthermore, free yourself from the state income tax. And if there's any investors out there, all I need is $200 to grow this cult. I mean, podcast channel. I don't know. All this sounds a lot better than sitting at home, quarantine, Facebooking, spending time, wasting your life away, searching the vampire that is the social media tubes, sucking the very time, energy, and ambition right out of you, keeping you stagnant from pursuing any hobbies. But look, on the bright side, other than it being the glue to your eyes, the key to the digital universe, and is everywhere we go, to a point most of us can't even imagine life without it. At least we could Facebook quiz, you know? See what your little baby self is like, or no fucks given older self, taking quizzes, sharing memes, laughing at friends, correcting people on their grammar. I don't know how much more of this I could take. I signed on to Facebook about 11 years ago. I think there's two things going on. One, it's getting old. And number two, I'm getting old. It makes me think of like when I'm gonna be older, like say I make it to 80 years old. God forbid, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but God willing, say I make it to 80 years old and I have a grandchild and the grandchild comes up to me like, Jay Willikers, Papa, it sure is a beautiful day today. <laughs> because that's how kids talk in the future. I don't know, but me as a grandpa is like, LOL. 100% little Billy. Hey everyone, you hear what little Billy said? This motherfucker's spitting. Because all the old people are going to be talking in memes and all the younger generation are going to revert to old timey talk like, Hey G Willikers, mister. So consider this now to get all doom and gloom, despite the fact that according to BBC, 60% of the world's cobalt supply is supplied by the Congo and around one fifth of the cobalt mined in the DRC comes from small scale artisanal mines. Uh, people, including children as young as seven years old are basically slave labored into mining, according to Enasia, E-N-S-I-A. Cobalt is a mineral used to produce lithium-ion batteries, used to power electric cars, laptops, and smartphones. This is an issue, people. The way that we consume and produce these products is basically killing little kids. So I just find it kind of ironic that there's a lot of people that like to spout off about human rights concerns and issues, while on a device most likely partially produced by slave labor, if not fully produced by slave labor. We're all hypocrites. I'm for human rights, but not producing and not buying the product doesn't make the money, folks, right? I don't want these things to happen, but I still use the device. Do I feel bad about it? Now I do because I know about it. So every time you're filling out that cute little quiz on Facebook, just think how many children had to die to make your device. <laughs> it's devastating. And then not only mining for cobalt in the Congo, but then... I believe that iPhones and whatnot, and I have an iPhone, okay? These things are produced and manufactured and put together in China, which also has 
human rights issues and uh, probably child labor infringements that we would consider unacceptable. Poor working conditions, extensive hours, minimal pay under the communist regime. How does that sound, everybody? And we're over here in America like, oh, you're fucking racist. You know, just using the device to call everybody a goddamn racist. Oh, Jesus. Go on to Facebook right now. Fill out one of those cute little quizzes and ask yourself, how many children had to die in the Congo to make this device that I take for granted on a daily basis? I don't even blame the social media interactions, the apps, although they are produced to have an addictive nature to them, YouTube, all that stuff. I actually blame the device, the actual hardware, the phone itself, because that is everything that's powering our addictive platforms designed to keep your attention, literally tracking your every move in the age of information where you are the product. You're purchasing the product and you're becoming a product in exchange for that. I don't know. It's a win-win situation for the big companies that uh, the controllers of information, the addictive nature of apps, everything going on nowadays, it's too much. And we are a, a species of more, more, more. It's what I said in the last podcast. And I do not retract from that statement. I stand by my statement. Oh, maybe this uh, caffeine little. <laughs> so it took two five-hour energies extra to actually feel a little something. I finally feel like I don't even have wings yet, but I feel like my brain might be moving just a wee bit faster. It's also causing me to channel different accents and poor attempts at them at that. So you know it sounds a lot simpler to me than all this app using your phone, constantly being on your phone and addicted to the apps and how much time do you spend on that stuff? And I'm not ragging on everybody else, I'm ragging on myself as well. You know, I don't go outwards without looking in first. And I take a look at myself. I take a look in the mirror. I say, you, who's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> Kindergarten cop, everybody. Do you know what sounds a lot better to me than becoming a product to your phone and apps in the information age? Canceling everything. Spend some time out in nature. Can I suggest Waco, Texas and becoming a part of the branch Dandemonians? Where the acceptance is simple. All you have to do is simply hit that subscribe button down below. You don't have to go out and buy hundreds and thousands of chocolate bars hoping to gain that golden ticket. All you have to do is subscribe below and you are in the branch Dandemonians. And we are going to start a cult. I mean, we're going to start a little community. <laughs> I don't know, folks. Sounds like a good idea to me. I don't know. So who's on board? Come on. No, I'm, I'm just kidding about this whole cult thing, all right? In all seriousness, like I mentioned earlier, this is probably some of the best time I've been feeling since uh, 2020 started. And that's not saying much because, well, you have also been going through the year. And I'm sure 2020 has shit on everyone just about the same. If not even more, greater businesses, people losing their house. It's complete chaos out there, folks. I don't know what to say. People are thirsty for another stimulus check. Everybody's working from home. You can't fucking go out. You can't breathe. Wear your mask. Shit your pants. Wash your ass. I don't know. Wash your hands. Just everything's going to be fine, people. Everything's going to be fine. 
So again, by the time you hear this, I'll be like 29 days of not drinking. Did I already tell you that? I don't know. I've recorded this episode. This is the third time now. So I feel like I've already said it 12 times because I probably recorded it three times within the three times and times that by two or something like that. But it's noteworthy because at day 16, okay, I want to tell you about a little trickery that my brain started to try and play on me on day 16. It was a glorious afternoon. I was driving home in my Chevy pickup truck. Just kidding. Uh, It was a regular afternoon. I go to pick up some food. And I plan on getting some drinks at the small little shop that's right down the street where I commonly go to to get a few things here and there. And my brain started to try and play a trick on me based on the fundamental idea of reward, right? So it's a manipulation of my mind, an excuse for an okay to give into the little bit of temptation. So I wanted to make myself this deal. Just kidding. I, wa- I was going to make myself this deal. And I said, hey, hey, me, how does this sound? It was a reward to go two weeks, and I was two days past the two weeks, and I deserved a reward. So stopping at the store, I was having a taste for a certain IPA. Now with this IPA, there is four pint cans, okay? And here was the deal. I tried to compromise with myself. Come on, you can have one beer. So buy the four pint IPA cans, have one, and get this. You can challenge yourself. This is the true test. They will be having three cans of beer in the fridge for the remainder two weeks. You could test yourself and show that you have even greater willpower. So you see what I was trying to do there? I was trying to reward myself with a beer, but also I like challenges. Okay, and that's why I created this whole 30-day thing in the first place, is I wanted to give myself a little bit of a challenge. It's really not that difficult. It's never really been too difficult for me to just stop drinking, but I do enjoy it. I have fun, and I don't get crazy. So my idea was that I was going to have one beer, give myself a little reward for at least making it past the half the amount of time, which was 16 days. And then create another challenge that says, look, you're going to give yourself a reward, but yet you're going to make it even more difficult because there's going to be alcohol in the house and there's nobody looking over your shoulder that's saying, you can't drink, you can't have one beer. Do I think 16 ounces of alcohol or whatever a pint is, 16.1 ounces, is bad for you? Absolutely not. Do I think two of them are bad for you? I don't think so. But you start getting beyond that four or five beers. And not to say that it's bad for you, but if you do it too often, you might want to be like, hey. You know, and in the next episode, I am going to uh, maybe detail out. I don't like to say things in advance because then I change my mind and now all goes to shit. Hell in a handbasket, as they might say. But for the next podcast, I might define a few things to really try and help change your perspective. So if you think you've been drinking too much and you just want to take a break, it really does feel good to dry out. And it feels good to achieve a personal goal, which I am on my way of doing. I haven't done it yet, but it's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I'm not having a difficult time. And uh, yeah, moving forward. So needless to say, I didn't give in to that voice. That was like, come on, you can do it. You could just have one. Come on, test yourself. I feel like over the years, I've really gained a lot of just personal knowledge about myself and how I can deal with things and my outlook on life and perspective and constantly growing that and staying creative and this and that and the other thing. One of the things that have happened in these past 30 days is just reinforcing some of the things that I already know. So if I have to say one thing, I would say be your own voice of reason for bettering yourself and commit to that change. 
And if there's one thing that you can change, chances are that, and especially if it's kind of like a pattern, you know, like having beer or alcohol. So changing that pattern and going at least 30 days is going to change other patterns in your life. And it will be for the better. You'll feel it. You'll notice it. Other people will notice it. Everything will be a-okay. You're going to be fine. And uh, can really uh, create some perspective. So there's one more thing that I want to talk about. A few more things, actually. But the first one is going to be marijuana. I'd like to say one thing about pot. The doobies, the devil's lettuce, the green, the buds, the smoke. We have to get over the stigma between the natural plant, a flower of the earth. It's absurd how brainwashed so many people are to the responsible use of pot. What are you going to do? You going to get the munchies? Huh? Another side effect could be laughing with your friends too much. And beware. I mean, God forbid you get cheesed out of your fucking mind just to order some pizza delivery and binge Netflix series for an evening. These are all various serious things. And I think it's better than alcohol. And you can try and change my mind on that. Not to compare two evils, you might say, but there are medicinal benefits to pot. It's just bureaucratical and it's very weird to have a federal system on one hand and then you have the state legalization on the other hand. I just find it really strange that some states, they, they'll have medical marijuana, and this could be only, and in order to have that privilege, you need to have permission from a medical professional and have a prescription for medical marijuana, to my knowledge. And then they have other states where it's basically medical and recreational. I don't need a card, but I could still go in and buy pot even though I don't have the medical card. So what kind of funny business is that? One possibly runs through insurance. I don't know how it works, but the other one, you can just be a citizen and probably pay a little bit more, but you still have the right to do it even though it's federally not allowed and people are going to tell me that, oh, you got you to gotta change the laws federally. No shit, Sherlock. Now, I don't condone drug use of any kind, but if you choose to partake responsibly, then what the fuck? Who the fuck cares? Hashtag my body, my choice, right? And also, catch me outside, how about that? It really is a fucking joke. Change the federal level. Change it and legalize it on a federal level. You know what it takes for federal change? Do you know how many things need federal changing and how much actually happens when things need changing on a federal level? Nothing! Nothing! I'd have to say very little. I don't have specifics on this. This ain't no political fucking eco-podcast. Economics. See, I can't even say e economist. No. Economics. Right? Economics. Whatever. Jesus H. Excuse me for that. Lord, I apologize. But what the fuck are we doing here, folks? So I say... No, I'm not going to tell you to go out and do anything. I'm not going to say, go smoke that doobie, right? And then you're going to blame it on me. You're going to get busted. And, you know, the cop's going to just ask you, why are you smoking this doobie? You're going to be like, I was listening to the Dadmonia podcast. He told me to smoke a doobie. So I did. Partake responsibly. Better yet, just don't fucking do drugs. Don't breathe. Wear your mask. Get home. Wash your ass. Oh, jeez. Well, anyways, I think this episode went a little bit better. Got a little five-hour extra energy in me. The last thing I'll talk about is the monoliths. What the fuck is going on with the monoliths? First, it's in Utah, and then it's in Romania, and then we're in California, and it's disappearing and reappearing all the way across half the fucking globe. 
It's very weird. I find it strange to be some sort of art slash collaborative effort on a hoax. I don't know what to make of it, but we can't rule out the obvious is that that's what it's gonna take. It looked like the one in California from the picture I saw. It looked like the ground around it was kind of broken up. Like somebody was doing some digging and actually had to, you know, they got to put it in the ground. I don't know. It's really strange. So what do we know about these monoliths? Their height is about nine and a half to 12 feet tall. Based on different reports, it's non-magnetic, dimly reflective metal, about 23 inches on the sides, riveted together in a triangular prism shape, planted in the ground said to have a hollow interior, and this is what I find pretty funny. I say, but maybe insulated because of a dampened sound. And I think this is from Wikipedia. So they're hidden on the side of this thing. It's like, dum, dum, dum. hey, Bobby, you hear that? It's like, yeah, what is it? Listen, listen Bobby. Dum, dum, dum. You hear that? Uh, it sounds like a bang. Yeah, but check it out. Doom, doom, doom. Sounds like there's insulation in there. You hear the dampened sound? <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? It could be the material. Like, uh, what's in there? There's fucking, maybe it's filled with chocolate. <laughs> I don't fucking know. There's cotton candy. I just got done watching Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Maybe it's filled with cotton candy. You hear that dampened sound? Doom, doom, doom. Anywho. This is another funny one, and that's all we actually know about the thing. The physical properties, and I don't know if they even specified a certain material of what it's made of, you know. But this is an article from NPR when I was trying to look into it a little bit. This is somebody quoting this to NPR. My guess is that some alien, cheeky and terrible teenagers left home with their parents' UFO and started planting metal monoliths around the world, first in Utah and then at Piatra Niemt, he added. I am honored that they chose our city. That is fucking phenomenal reporting right there. Some cheeky and terrible teenagers, aliens, left their home with their parents' UFO, and they're out pranking the Earth by planting metal monoliths around the world. How likely is that? I think it's fucking portal. That's what I think. I think we need to figure out how to open up that portal because it's going to take us to either another planet where we're going to be stuck in in on Earth, but in an alternate dimension, you won't be able to see me. I'll be able to see you. You won't be able to see me. And that's that could be the way that aliens are already on Earth, right? Invisible, interdimensional. Somebody was saying on a podcast, I can't remember who this guy was, but he mentioned something along the lines of, what if in one of the other dimensions, it's the same thing, Earth, but it's five minutes in the past or five minutes in the future. That's on another dimension. What if there's another dimension when there's alternate life and aliens and weird things that we have never seen before? Fucked up to think about, right? Right? But the way that I see it, it's either a portal or this is some sort of message that is telling me that Dandemonium you must start the branch dandemonians in Waco, Texas. It's a sign. Drink from the bowl of the punch of fruit and we will arrive and save you from your miseries and all. So I will let you guys know when I have that website up and running. We got thebranchdandemonians.com, okay? 
you're gonna have to check it out uh we'll get this cult going here stat honestly everybody honestly people i don't know many other people that wish it was something that has to do with aliens more than me until we have some concrete evidence that this is not some sort of art project slash collaborative hoax by people around the world i mean what kind of sick fucks are out there destroying my dreams like that I've really looked forward to aliens in 2020. That's all I have left to look forward to right now, okay? And they're fucking around, being cheeky little bastards, playing with people's emotions. It's not cool, bro. So in closing, thanks for listening. For those that do, it really does mean a lot to me. Be sure to subscribe and get that free pass. And if you enjoyed this thing I'm doing here, throw it a little like, a little thumbs up. Boop. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.